I am Brother Cornell West, and this is Hip Hop Can Save America. Peace and love, everybody. It's your man, Manny Faces. Just wanted to let you know that Hip Hop Can Save America is now available as a live stream show every Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on YouTube. You can find it at hiphopcansaveamerica.com slash watch. Excerpts from that show will be played here on the audio feed, so you'll still get the good interviews that you've been used to. But check out the live stream and check out my free Substack newsletter at mannyfaces.substack.com. That's filled with all kinds of stories of hip-hop innovation, inspiration, and generally hip-hop news that isn't about dumb shit. For everything hip-hop can save America, hiphopcansaveamerica.com. For everything Manny Faces, mannyfaces.com. And if you find value in this work, you can support it. We'd love to have you aboard as a supporter at patreon.com slash mannyfaces. Now let's go. The thing about hip-hop today is it's smart. It's insightful. The the way that they can communicate uh, a complex message in a very short space is is remarkable. And a lot of these kids, they're not going to be reading the New York Times. That's not how they're getting their information. So hip hop didn't invent anything, but hip hop reinvented everything. Yes, yes, y'all, and you don't stop. It's another Monday live with the Hip Hop Can Save America podcast. Coming to you via video, coming to you uh, via Facebook, YouTube, live and on demand. You can, of course, watch on demand, go back and catch up on episodes, and also as a podcast. Uh, It started as a podcast. It's going to continue as a podcast. And in the middle, I just kind of did this semi-daily, Monday through Thursday for the month of September. We've been running these uh, video episodes talking about the intersection of hip hop with different areas of society where we feel that there is uh, a lot of uh, potential and practice uh, actually happening uh, where hip-hop can improve society and uplift uh, humanity in different areas that don't have anything to do really with entertainment, with anything to do with the the lucrative corporate-controlled business, music business. We talk about areas of intersection including education, uh, health and wellness, science and technology, politics and social justice, uh, the fine arts, spirituality, and, and more. Uh, it's a, such a wide range. This, this entire month has been full of exciting conversations and interviews with folks that are involved in these intersections. So a lot of educators that are using hip-hop as a tool for learning, a lot of people that are actually teaching hip-hop as a, as a subject in, in new and innovative ways. We're seeing more of that these days. Health and wellness took a, 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 a position last week. We, we talked in a couple of ways. Last week, we talked to Dr. Uh, Nate Novato, uh, who's uh, an instructor, an educator at a college, but also a counselor. And part of that is counseling on the sort of emotional, what you might think of school counseling, but also guiding people in their, in their careers, uh, in their college education and, and beyond, and finding ways to... Uh, to integrate hip-hop into those conversations. Uh, we also had Dr. Tasha Iglesias last week uh, who was talking about uh, her organization, so taking a non- making a non-profit, working in the education space, but also finding ways to branch out and, and uh, support other uh, organizations and individuals who are using hip-hop, again, to help, especially, so always kind of focus on young people, uh, but there are different aspects of society that can be lifted up through the power of hip-hop, music, and culture. Dr. Ian Levy uh, last week as well, uh, who talked about really the mental health therapy aspect of it in the school counseling setting. Dr. Levy is a renowned uh, school counselor, school counselor of the year in New York State a few years back, and has always incorporated hip hop into therapy, uh, into school counseling settings. A, a number of, of individuals in the field do this. Uh, Dr. Ian Levy broke down how he does it and why it's so important, how we can do it in a time of COVID when distance learning is preventing people from being in person. <clears throat> and uh, also, really interestingly, what parents can do to uh, kind of just not become therapists, but, you know, we're home with our kids a lot more. Uh, they're into hip hop. We're of hip. We're still hip hop, even though we're older. And even though there's some generational divides there. Uh, we find that that is um, 
still a place that we can connect if we do it right. And so Dr. Levy last week talked about that. And also we had Summer from the Mixtape Museum last week uh, and Hip Hop Hacks, the organization uh, that brings together uh, technology and hip hop in a really incredible way. Hip Hop Hacks orchestrates and organizes uh, hackathons as well as initiatives and programs that introduce young people to fields like science and technology, uh, computer programming, uh, just areas that they may not have had uh, necessarily access to in the past. So those that's a recap in last week. That was just last week. That was just one week. We've been doing this, you know, for a month. Uh, so you can definitely catch up with those episodes, find out more of what we're talking about. And they help because you could be a, an educator and you may not have known about these intersections. You could be a, a school counselor, didn't know about some of these intersections and these practices being done. Uh, you could be a parent and find out ways to, you know, do the same kind of thing. So that's it. So just give you a quick recap as we uh, as we wait for our guest uh, who has arrived and is settled and we will talk uh, to him in a moment. Uh, but I just wanted to give a recap to those tuning in. It may not be familiar with what we've been doing, uh, but again, available as a podcast. I think that's super important. I do encourage you to sign up as a podcast. You can go to uh, any podcast app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Hip Hop Can Save America. Put that in and you'll get these episodes. You'll also get extra episodes. So thank you all for Letting me recap for the newbies. If you're an oldie and you already know us, then uh, I appreciate you for sticking around and uh, listening to that. Now, two things real quick and then we'll get going. I encourage you to share this episode real quick. If you're watching, even if it's on demand, like you're not watching it live, please share it. Let people know uh, that you are paying attention to this and that they should pay attention to it as well. It's to be shared with people who love hip hop, but also people who don't love hip hop. It's perfectly fine to introduce us uh, to other people outside of the hip hop ecosystem. We definitely want people to to know about some of these intersections because again the way that they happen th throughout all aspects of life we feel i feel that there's a potential across the board for hip-hop to be influential in a positive way no matter what you do whether it's education whether it's you know working again in these science fields or health mental health counseling all these things i don't care if you're a plumber i don't care if you're you know what i mean like whatever you do we could find some intersections and, and ways to improve or bring a different mindset, politics and social justice we talked about earlier this month. That is very front of mind right now and very important. So please share this and let people know what you're into, what you see happening with what we're talking about. I don't think there's many places where people doing this sort of talk. So it's vital to get it out there. You know, I think it's helpful. I do what I can. Uh, and lastly, I always wait to the end to say this, and I'm very bad about it. But if you do want to support this work, there is a Patreon page, patreon.com slash Manny Faces. And if you know me for a long time, you know that transparency, all that whatever you bless us with goes back into these programs. Uh, you know, earlier last year, we had a sort of a fundraising drive. And I said, I'm going to bring you new stuff. I'm going to keep doing the podcast. And here you go. We had a month live series called uh, uh, Hip Hop Cause of America Live. <laughs> so that's what we've been doing. Now we're running out. We only got two more episodes after this one uh, for this video series. And, uh, you know, God willing, we'll bring it back around. It's a lot of work and it took a lot out of me. And I will be taking a long hibernation after it's over but uh two more episodes after this one so stick around we got some we're taking it out with a bang with that all being said i would like to now uh as promised uh switch it over to the more important part of the show uh and introduce our guest following his work for a very long time and literally have been itching with excitement to talk to him in detail craig arthur how you doing sir I'm good. I'm good. I appreciate the opportunity, Manny. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me on, man. Nah, it's a pleasure. Uh, thank you for your time. I know doing it mm -hmm. live and, you know, making sure you have time and then, you know, setting an appointment weeks ago and coming to <laughs> is all. No, nah, nah, it's know. great, man. Yeah, I got you. I mean, you know, everything's strange right now, right? Such as life. But this was uh, this was cool to have something to look forward to. Um, it's I, hard to plan that far out in the future right now, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, definitely. And, and I got to just say, I appreciate everyone who's uh, come through this this whole month. We haven't had any anybody flake on me yet so that's good. Right, right anyway on. i i don't remember i was trying to remember earlier where we first met it was some kind of conference uh, or some kind of uh place where you yeah. were presenting on the work you guys do but that was, being it, said, was it show improve maybe uh, i was at a show improve maybe i, I don't know maybe it was yeah definitely a conference yeah definitely a conference sure. setting and i just i remember right. just at that time I, I think it came up to you like i got a shirt mm -hmm. look peep it was wherever you right. gave this out 
Uh, <laughs> right on. Appreciate but, appreciate uh, you repping, man. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. And uh, and I wanted to uh, talk to you then. I want to talk to you since, mm-hmm. and I've watched the whole progression. So let's just get it oh. uh, on the record. Uh, elevator pitches for the people who don't know, you know, who you are, what you do, kind of on a day to day as it pertains to you know hip hop being part of your uh, professional life. Yeah, definitely, man. So my name is Craig Arthur. I'm uh, the head of community engagement for Virginia Tech University Libraries. Um, so I graduated from Virginia Tech. It's hard to believe it's almost been 15 years, but I graduated in 2006. And when I was a student at Tech, um, I had the opportunity to take a class with Dr. Kwame Harrison. And Kwame, um, hip hop hip hop scholar, you know, um, he did his dissertation at Syracuse, I think in the late 90s, early 2000s on the Bay Area in California's um, underground hip hop scene pretty much. Right. So he taught the second ever hip hop studies class at Tech in 2003. Um, I got to take that with him. And, you know, I've been DJing, I've been DJing since about 97. And, um, you know, that was my first opportunity to see that, you know, this, all this stuff I had to do for a degree, right, to get this piece right. of paper to get a job. I could actually, you know, include what I'm passionate about, DJing, hip hop, um, the culture, all that sort of stuff in my studies. Right. So then I did an independent study with him. Um, We looked at, I guess it was about 12 or so years of Billboard magazine, every issue and just seeing how the music industry, you know, Billboard is for the industry, by the industry, how they responded to hip hop music initially and how that kind of changed over time once it started making a whole bunch of money and realized they didn't have to put a whole bunch in, you know, um, <laughs> and we did yeah, exactly. So we did a journal article and uh, that gave me the opportunity. I kind of struggled through college, um, gave me the opportunity to go to graduate school for librarianship. It kind of opened a whole bunch of doors for me. And I'm yeah, so now I'm, I'm at Virginia Tech back at my alma mater. I've been working there, I guess, I guess, yeah, four years now. We're entering into our fifth academic year. And as soon as I hit the ground at Tech, we decided we're going to start a hip hop studies program. Um, It's called VTDITC. Uh, Big shouts out to the original Digging in the Crates crew. Um, So the reason why, you know, Showbiz, Buckwild, all those guys, Lord Finesse. um, The reason why we picked that name is because that's the term that DJs use for archival research, right? That's what they're doing. Um, So we wanted to figure out a way that we could make, uh, you know, the the practice, the creative practices of hip hop um, translate that to an academic audience, I guess. And that was the, the easiest way we could think, um, you know, just let folks know this is research, right? Scholarship and art, they're one and the same thing. So, so yes, we've been doing it um, entering our fifth year now. We do a monthly seminar series. Um, that's been a little strange to transition online, but you know, what is I was, it? We yeah, right say, yeah, yeah, yeah. We <laughs> talked about a lot, you know, but I, you know, and I talked to, I talked to, I talked to Dr. Nate Novato, uh, Dr. Tasha Glacius last week, uh, who both, you know, have done things and had to do that transition academically. And uh, right. while it's difficult and it's kind of crazy, I also think that because we're creatives and we're hip hop minded folk, right. you know, we know how to kind of, smack it right. flip it rub it down remix it and do it you know <laughs> different anyway so maybe we have a leg up on the people that are really like what do we do i don't know how to change i don't know yeah. how to adapt <laughs> for sure it's all about making making the most of what you got available right you know yes, so yes so, so we've been doing the monthly seminar series um last one we just did i guess about two weeks ago was about how hip-hop has documented um police violence you know way before social media way before you know and that was a really good discussion had a yeah uh, some artists and also some uh, some academics on the panel we always try to mix it up as far as that goes we also have a recording studio in the library where i work and um that's one thing we are still doing in person we do weekly studio hours everybody's masked up and socially distant you know but um, yeah. but we've been doing that since uh, spring 2018 and the thing that i'm really really passionate about that's been really difficult too right now mm. um is media literacy workshops for for the community so what we do is we bring a whole bunch of dj equipment music production equipment and kind of take a steam approach to uh music production so you know we'll bring like a rolling sp404 and talk about you know talk about sampling and talk about loops and talking about basic music theory, but also, you know, just kind of giving folks some hands on time. And so mm-hmm. uh, right now we're in the pivot, you know, I, I guess we pivoted a couple of times, but <laughs> in the pivot to online, we're trying to, um, we've got a team of students, um, largely students. We've got a couple of folks that are graduated still rock with us, but um, that they're compensated to work with us. And, and they're called uh, like our VTD ITC community engagement fellows. And they co-teach a lot of the classes. So right mm-hmm. now we're, we're really, we're really leaning on our MC fellows right now because right, all right. you're going to have is a pen and a pad, you know, like <laughs> you don't have to have a, a sample or a computer or anything like that to, to, you know, write. So, right. so that's what we're kind of leaning right now, but we look forward to in-person programming again, as soon as we can. 
I'm sure. I'm sure. Definitely. I'm putting a little. Uh, you can't see it, but I'm putting a little bit of the the website, the uh, you know, the VT DITC website. Uh, yeah. Showing you got a couple of uh, videos up there from the right when, uh, you got beat battles coming up, mm. and that's what I like about it because, of course, what you do is not just academically, you know, right. sitting in a yeah, we're sitting and we're discussing <laughs> hip hop uh, from right, a right. from a real technical point of view, uh, right. you know. But you're actually in you know, kind of real hands on. Um, for sure. Was it? I mean, I guess it was day one for you because you came in with that mindset of, hey, right. you know, I'm a DJ. I know how important it is to not just sit in the ivory tower, but, you know, involve the, the, right. the folks, involve, you know, uh, people outside of the community. I think that was the kind of thing. You're showing people from outside the the college, right? right. These things are open. A lot of stuff is open to the yeah, public. Yeah, open, or, all free, you know, yeah. Exp- explain how important you think that is to not keep it within the confines of- oh, uh, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, you know, people say like once something goes to the academy, it dies, right? I mean, that's, mm-hmm. you know, and even if you look at hip, pop studies like so much stuff in higher ed dealing with hip-hop is still dealing with like the golden era you know like which Mm -hmm. i love you know grew up you know 90s head myself but like is it takes a little while to catch up so and also um you know it's funny like higher ed is so focused on credentialing you know you get this Mm -hmm. degree you know you might not have the lived experience but you got this degree whereas we're trying to figure out like how can we you know, kind of blow that system up. And instead, like, you know, if you've been if you've been painting for 20 years, as far as I'm concerned, you got a PhD in writing. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a different sort of um, so like like experiential. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Learning by doing, man. And and that's another thing that I think hip hop culture, um, you know, like, especially when it comes to writing, like you talk about toys, right? Like, that's the word for beginners. But everybody had to go through that to get nice, you know. Right. So like it's it's all about um, it's all about trying to learn by doing as, as a sense of community, right? So right. Uh, that's one thing we really stress, especially with our studio hours. When we first started doing studio hours, we'd get you know um, not all Virginia Tech students, but some students would come in there and be like, "All right, so what did what do they think the uh, rappers rap about?" All right, well, I'm going to replicate whatever is in the music that I'm hearing. It might not be my lived experience, right. but I'm going to rap about being in a trap house or something like that. And I'm like, dude, you're from, you're from Woodbridge, Virginia. Like, come <laughs> on, you know? So, like, right. we're just trying to, uh, trying to have a sense of community to keep each other on point and, and also to keep each other accountable, I think, um, is, is super important to the program. It's all, it's all community-based learning, for sure. I- Absolutely. And now what, when you, again, I, I think there's two lanes of people who I think pay right. attention to me in this show. Uh, yeah. And that's people who are kind of already in the game. They understand this. We're pre- right. preaching to the choir, but we're also inspiring and giving some different angles. You know, other sure. people who are, you know, using hip hop in these intersections. The mm-hmm. others is like, hey, listen, I know hip hop. Right. And I know, you know, academic studies. And right. we're combining them. And you talk about like DJing and, and, and being in a booth and recording. Right, right, right. To those folks, you know, mm-hmm. God, what do they say? Bless their souls. Um, right. How do we explain and uh, or, or what do we kind of emphasize the importance of those two things coming together? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, you know, hip hop, the way I conceive of it, the way I, you know, coming of age in a DJ crew, you know, it, it was it, it's pretty much, you know, it's still like a folk tradition where you learn a lot of times you're blessed enough to have a, a big homie, a mentor above you, you know, like kind of puts you on uh, to what they learned the hard way a lot of times. And, and it's, it's just uh, to me, it's, you can't remove the community aspect right. of hip hop culture from even like, you know, hip hop studies and higher ed and that sort of thing. Like, yeah. I, I, I really feel like it's important that any sort of hip hop ed focus has a lane for practitioners. It, maybe don't have the academic credentials or whatever have right. you like I, out of my DJ crew, I was the only one that, you know, was privileged enough to be able to get a college degree, you know what I mean? Right, but they're just right. as smart and just as hardworking and everything else, even, even more so than me, a lot right. of nicer DJs too, but they didn't <laughs> have those opportunities. So it's like right. hip hop, the higher ed sort of ivory tower gatekeeping component, um, you can't you can't do that <laughs> when it comes right. to hip hop. You know I what I mean? I so like you. so so that's basically what we're trying to blow up. You know, like so for instance, we uh, we also have a component of the program where we create murals for the campus, right? And we've we've okay. partnered with like the Department of English and that sort of thing. And um, I think it's super super important to have. I mean, you can't. You know, this is kind of debatable, but can you call it graffiti if it's not illegal? But you know, have aerosol <laughs> right. art 
in these spaces, you know, right, these very right. stodgy stayed spaces. Yeah, for sure. And have, you know, so um, that's that's kind of what the whole approach is. You know, you can't just sit back and yeah, you, there's a lane for people that are strictly academics to look at like themes and things like that. But I don't feel like you can really have a full understanding of the culture yeah. um, if you're not at least knee deep in it. You know, that's that's my feeling, at least. Give me a couple. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I love, of course, that you're bringing in other elements, <clears throat> representing other elements. It's not uh, right. it's not rap studies. It's the hip hop right, studies right. program. You know, right. That's that's right. Uh, that's some. And, and so you're connecting with other departments, like you say, English department for, mm-hmm. you know, for these things. Um, you've been doing it for how many years again? We're going into our fifth now. Yeah, fifth year. Fifth ha- ha- year. Yeah. Has it been now? Obviously, the university itself has been open to this. They had you know hip hop you know classes, right. and Courses there before. Right. Right. Um, you, you've been been introducing new programs. Have you? Have they always been this welcoming? Have you had to try to convince them of some things? And you know the you know or they just because it's always great to have institutional support. Yeah. Is what I'm getting at. Right. Uh, yeah. It's it's tough, man. Because you know, I, one of the reasons I got into librarianship is. You know, it's one of the few places you can go in our society where it's free and it's all about sharing, you know, but capitalism right. still applies to everything else. So <laughs> even in the so, library, even in the library, man. So yeah. it's, it's sometimes it is about like, you know, the budgets and crunching the numbers. And, and uh, you know, it, I think I think one of the challenges we've had in our particular setting, and this is always like I'm still trying to figure out the way to articulate it. But sometimes what we do is lumped as a diversity program. Right. Mm-hmm. Which you know, um, I, hip hop, as we all know, you know, was birthed and nurtured by black and brown working class communities. I'll never, mm-hmm. never deny that. Right. That's 100%. always important. Yeah. yeah um, but at the same time, like, let's let's pay attention to what these largely students of colors are, color are doing in this space, as right. well as just their identity. They never have like a bluegrass program and call it a diversity program you know what i mean like it's it's, it's funny <laughs> right. how sometimes so we uh, we right. have a digital we have a digital literacy program in the in the university libraries which is all about like figuring out which tools to use in digital space to share your work and communicate damn if that's not hip-hop you know what i mean like right. you can't be a hip-hop artist any any element whatever you practice whatever your creative practice is if you're not digitally literate so that's right. what we've been trying to do is we try to tie it and know how to work the with, angles Right. Exactly. Make it legible to the people. Maybe because <laughs> right. unfortunately, man, and you know this, you deal with this all the time um, with your podcast, man, and like people's connotations of hip hop, a lot of times are so divergent from what our experiences are. Right. But and we're not responsible for people's connotations, but we always have to figure out answer like, for them. Right. Exactly, man. Exactly. Yeah. And it's unfortunate. Maybe we'll get there one day where, you know, people won't just whatever they think of when they think of hip hop, uh, it's largely negative, you know, in these spaces, unfortunately. Right, still. right. And of course it's tied to the deeper roots of, like you said, mm-hmm. you know, those who are typically associated with hip hop and yeah, for that's sure. where the root problems are. And, you know, oh, as man. much as we want those problems to go away, you know, right. Right. I mean, one of the biggest challenges I run into sometimes is, um, you know, librarianship in the United States is like 88% white. And it's also, I think like somewhere around 80% of, female right so like mm. one of the challenges that i run into a lot of times with people that aren't familiar with hip-hop they're like but what about all the misogyny right and i keep trying to tell them well you know a lot of the pop culture you, <laughs> you consume is is also patriarchal as hell of like you course. know what i mean yeah right. it's, it's not and the hyper focus on hip-hop is I, it, I, I, who was i talked to i, I yeah. said the same thing i said well country music like you can't listen right. to country music. and then right. someone i forget who i was talking to just like uh two weeks ago said right. opera you can't listen to opera mm. <laughs> Right, right. I was like, well, yeah, I never even thought of opera, but yes. <laughs> exactly, man. 100%. So, like, there's larger issues at play, but I think it's a lot easier for people to focus on art created yeah. by black and brown of people course. as of being, course. yeah. And it's unfortunate, but all you can keep doing is just keep pushing the positive. One of the, and let's talk about the positive because what you're yeah. doing is, is, is helping with that and, and specific to these issues. Right. I've always been fascinated by how, by how this, I think this is one of the most important fields of study which is sometimes taught sort of traditionally and then a lot of times taught kind of uh, uh you know, non-traditionally which right. i think you're doing here and that's the media literacy you're i right. know how important it is i understand hip-hop and how hip-hop can help communicate ideas you know differently how, how do you help with digital media literacy for young people college-age students yeah for sure i mean we're, we really take a production 
um, focused approach, right? Like I think to to be literate, you got to be able to read as well as write, you know. So, um, so basically, it's about sharing the tools to create. Um, is is kind of um, the approach we take to media literacy. Sometimes we will like you know, for instance, that last event we did where we were looking at. Um, that Corday Target song, right? So we had like we had songs going all the way back from, you know, '91 um, LL uh, Legal Search, right? Um, okay. To to just the other year, um, and and we did look at like, all right, so what are the themes? What are the messages? Let's let's like let's dive deep into these foundation kind of uh, basically primary text, right? And we'll. Right. we'll tear apart and kind of see what but but really what what i'm really interested in is sharing tools with folks that feel like maybe you know i want to i want to create something but i don't even know where to get started right so that's kind of like the media literacy approach we take with the workshops it's really production creation focused um and that can and that can go um sharing you know access to music equipment that they might feel like is a high barrier to entry, right? Like if you don't have a few hundred hours to put on a sampler, sure. when are you going to, you know what I mean? Um, right. And and then also like it could be as simple as like just a rhyme writing workshop, like what we're trying to do now, right? You can do those virtually and you just kind of sure. break down. Um, so that that's, that's what we're really, that's the passion that I'm, really as this thing goes on i'm more and more passionate about that's that's the component of the program because a lot of times those workshops are with um like middle school high school kids too yeah you know so we go out beyond campus you know so we definitely work with college students a lot um but but what i think is dope about the program is the college a lot some of the college students we work with are working you know are getting paid to work with us to go out and teach these workshops for like say a local boys and girls club and they're helping plan the workshop helping teach the workshop helping assess it and i think that's like really cool experiential learning um that they might not get otherwise you know and a lot of right. them i'd say probably 80 percent of the students we work with are some sort of hip-hop arts practitioner right be that right. b-boy b-girl mc dj producer whatever have you um yeah. and i think as an artist that's a super valuable skill set to have as well um, right. to be able to teach you know because I, I think the success of this program as far as i'm concerned will not be like whether one of the students involved gets a record deal and is successful making art or not like i hope that happens you know but that's also <laughs> not the metric the metric is whether the students that are involved 10 years down the line are replicating and trying to share their passion their art in their communities, wherever that may be. Mm, indeed, indeed. And so now, again, the seminar series also mm-hmm. uh, contributes to this in a way because you're covering a lot of topics that, um, right. uh, again, have to do with, you know, what's happening in the news and happening in the right. world and happening. And uh, so I'm looking at the Fall 20 program. I just I just jacked up your uh, Instagram page, the VTDITC okay. Instagram page. So, again, right. we see hip hop and police brutality. Uh, mm-hmm. I see collaborations outside of the college. That's mm-hmm. um, that's cool. Gender and hip hop. Right. That's something we've done, I think, every year. Yeah. Yeah. And then and hip hop entrepreneurship. Give me a, a understanding of these other topics, how okay. you talk about them, how you address them, gender and hip hop, entrepreneurship and any, any of the other topics that you think are super valuable. To come yeah, out the for sure. Um, so I guess gender and hip hop we've done every year and what we, everything we do, we try to have. Um, and this is kind of looking at gender as a binary and we know it's not. But we try to have gender parity, I guess, with, as far as folks who are bringing into the program. We have we try to have as many female identified folks as male identified folks, you know, because yeah. that's another thing you you a lot of times hear get pushback from, you know, I mean, even sure. in my DJ crew when I was growing up, it was all dudes, you know. Right. Um, but but yeah, so what we do is we address Some um, bad fe- women DJs out in the yeah, world. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. man, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, yeah. Shouts out. Um, first one that comes to mind that I can think of right now is cutting candy for sure. But yeah, um, but yeah. So like we try to basically deal with that straight you know head on and uh typically what we what we do is we have uh i guess our next one will be gender and hip-hop will be i think our fourth one um so we have um shante paradigm smalls and they're gonna come and talk about hip-hop queer hip-hop historiography so like you know kind of some i personally am interested to hear like say for instance like early b-boy culture how did that intersect with like the ballroom scene that was happening in New York? Mm-hmm. Right. There's probably all sorts of stuff, all sorts of connections that we, you know, like at the time just wasn't um, accepted, you know? So, so here in alternate histories, that sort of thing. Um, and then I guess hip hop entrepreneurship. I mean, that's this next one we've got coming up. We'll have uh, 
November, we've got Stacey Epps, um, who is an incredible attorney and, and musician and artist. Um, she's going to come and, and kind of just do a workshop on how to make your passion your livelihood, or at least, you know, a component of your livelihood. We right. are blessed enough to, to, you know, get to pay all our bills off, off of what we love. But um, there's ways, you know, that you can at least make a supplemental. Um, still yeah, got to keep sure. your job, right? You know, so, yeah, so things like that. And then one of the things that I guess the seminar series I really loved that I'm curious to see um, when we'll get back to it is we do a beat battle every year. Um, so that's, you know, we'll have it's Stimulator Jones um, serve as the, the guest artist and judge. Um, the year before that, we had Beats by Jay Black, um, who was living in Northern Virginia at the time. Uh, I think he's down in Atlanta. Year before that, we had a uh, you know, my brother Yami in Somali, somebody I've known for like 20 years, serves the the judge and, and artist. And what we try to do is we have area producers um, share their work with us and we have a competition, you know, obviously head to head beat battle. But yeah. um, and there's a prize at the end. Um, you know, I think it's, it's nothing huge, but like 250 for first, 100 for second, you know, Dang. something to make it worthwhile. And then and then the guest artists will kind of share their creative process as well. So there's there's the competition, the battle aspect, which I would love to see more of in hip hop head. You know, that's just the, the B-boy in me coming out. But, <laughs> right. but there's that. And then there's also um, there's also the, the sharing and learning component, um, you know, which which is the workshop after the beat battle. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. And we, and we touched upon it early on. How 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 has that pivot been taking, you know, what we're very mm-hmm. uh, intimate in person? And I, I you know, it's 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 a battle that all, all the people I've talked to this whole month, uh, for example, who have had like live events. And I'm a listen, I, I DJ myself. So I had a great brunch that I was doing every Sunday. Now I, I took it online. Right, right. It's great. Shouts to Bonfire Radio, oh, uh, my Sunday brunch, Sunday R&B brunch, noon to three p.m. Yeah. But it's not the same as being in. I was in a you know a restaurant. Right. We were kind right. of vibing. It's just a vibe. But we do. Right. We find ways to flip it. Like I said, yeah, it, it's it can go both right. ways with us because we can be creative and find new ways to kind of do it. And we like we're going to talk to mm-hmm. someone this week who had a live event series that is almost unimaginable mm-hmm. to do it online. It's just it's too complex. It's right. it, it's a live event. But he managed to take it online and it's a whole different animal, oh, even yeah. though it has the same DNA, because we can be creative about it uh, and new audiences, a, a wider reach. Maybe people are right. tuning in that you might not have, you know, that it would never come across you if you were just local. So what are the pros right. and cons, how you've managed pivoting and what advice can yeah. you give to other people who are kind of in the same boat? Right. I mean, I guess the the biggest takeaway I've had is, you know, this is all community based. So thankfully, you know, we have a few students to help out with, you know, just running, helping moderate the zoom and, and right. letting people in, in the waiting room and all that stuff. <laughs> right. Um, so like all that's mechanics. So that's, it's yeah. not like, we're I just couldn't, have done, I couldn't have done this month with a shout to Cindy. Once again, I couldn't have <laughs> right. done it by myself. It's like too much. Uh, right, man. But I've had to learn a lot, right? So now, like moving forward, I think it won't be as hard for us to to also have a virtual component of these seminars. You know, before it was like, ah, oh, that's too much work. We got to focus on the in person. Now we kind of realize, all right, well, this is what we got to do. It's not so, as complex. Make sure you, yeah, make sure you bring your your audio interface, and you're boom, you're good. You know, so, so you're saying when you go back to here's a thought: when you go back to in person, right. now you can like add on the virtual. It's not right. so, hey, well, it's nothing like work now. I know how to do it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So that's the big takeaway, man. And then also, um, yeah, it's it's been tough, though, too, because we're using Zoom for them. And like I got a message from like the big university wide IT and they're like, yeah, we saw that you shared the uh, shared the Zoom link on your flyer. Is is it a way that you would consider limiting it just to Virginia Tech folks? And we're like, absolutely not. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like trying to make the protocols work with what we do, they're concerned, they're right. concerned about people coming in, you know, Zoom bombing and all that. Of course. Yeah. And, and it's a big concern, but at the same time, we don't, we wouldn't an in-person event we wouldn't limit just to Virginia Tech folks. You know, that's right. not who we are. That's not what we do. So we got to right, figure right. out ways and and the best way we found is just to like set up a waiting room, kind of like try to scope out any names. Don't allow people to unmute themselves. I mean, it's unfortunate because it's like it's before we pass the mic, whoever wanted to speak, you know, in person. But right. um, but it's a lot easier for some coward, you know, racist to come in there <laughs> and wreck shops. So we got to kind of right. lock it down a little bit more. But but yeah, man, I, I think the biggest takeaway is that like it's you know, we do like a weekly DJ mix on our IG live when we don't, when Mark, when Mark Zuckerberg doesn't sh- shut us down, which right, is a right. little dicey. Right. But, um, right. but you know, 
that was a learning process too. And now I know all I got to do is have a tripod, an iPhone and a focus, right. You know, inexpensive audio interface and boom, you're good, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. um, so yeah, this, this it's forced, this whole situation has forced us to, you know, get uncomfortable, but also learn. So yeah, I think we'll be good. What I love to hear from is again, like sort of anecdotes, app, mm-hmm. you know, real life examples of of how right. interacting with your program has enhanced someone's life. <laughs> you know, I'm sure you get a lot of people who come through the program. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, again, the importance oh, yeah. of it it's it's the receipts. It shows that you know what yeah. you're doing can positively influence people's lives. Yeah, for sure. We definitely got some examples. I mean, I don't want to take all the credit. You know what I mean? Because folks Understood. have been yeah, but but um, a couple that come to mind is we've got. So basically, you know, those group of students we've got, we've got creative directors and technical directors, right? So our first creative director um, is now a community manager for B-Boy Dojo, um, which is a big break in school online. Um, you know, and Eric, big shouts out to young Esso, um, Eric Liu. Um, he was throwing B-Boy jams before he even, you know, when he was like 15, 16 years old. So like he's, he's been doing his thing for a while, but um yeah, he's hopefully going to come back and start working with us a little bit part-time virtually. Um, so that's one example. Then we also, um, our most recent technical director, uh, David Kim, he's working for uh, Defiant Studios in Richmond, Virginia as a recording engineer. Um, so yeah, so like he was our recording engineer during our studio hours for about a year and a half. Right. And then got an um, internship with a big commercial studio in Virginia Beach during summer, you know, and was able to get uh, credit for it through Virginia Tech, get mm. the counter as a um, you know internship and get three credit hours or whatever have you and then I think that kind of opened the door for him to, to work at um, I'd say one of the more notable up-and-coming um, commercial recording well, at least hip-hop based commercial recording studios in, in Virginia so I mean that's those two examples um, are really fulfilling for me and again like you know that's not to say BTDICC is responsible for all of that but I think, I'd like to think we played a small part um, yeah. yeah so that's, I think what okay. Oh, I was just gonna say that's that's to me that's so much more valuable than like you know um, I you know grant money and stuff is is important <laughs> you know what I'm saying but those sort <laughs> right. of stories to me it's that's, the impact yeah right exactly it's the impact where you know we'll take I say I always t- say about people watching the show or sharing the right. show or I say, I'll take right. the numbers you know I need the numbers. <laughs> Right. But I but I want the impact. I'm here for the impact. You know, if I impact, then it's OK. You know, we'll, we'll take all the rest. Right. Um, I was just going to say. Right. Uh, so those are important because you're showing people who are in, you know, into hip hop, into the music and the cultural aspect of it. Your program right. shows all the elements, which is great. Your program shows you. yeah. different ways that they can get involved in the business. Right. Without necessarily being a rapper, right? Like, you know what I mean, like the the front facing side of it, right? Uh, media literacy, things like that, backdoor ways to get involved in the industry, uh, mm-hmm. whether like you said, from a production standpoint. So right. I think those are valuable lessons for anyone. As I like to say, every I hate this. I don't want to say it like every failed rapper, every every person with a rap dream that doesn't make it to right. you know uh, mainstream success or, or you know falls back to like kind of real life. Right. Still, still a better communicator. Yeah, for still sure. a better and, negotiator. And probably their mental health is a lot better because they've got an outlet. You That's know what I'm saying? Like how yeah. many people do we know that are just like so got so much aggression been up right. for years and years and years and nowhere to put it, you know? So, yeah. so, I mean, that's like, you know, I've had a couple little like highlights in my DJ career, you know, like I, I got to open up for Kanye West with the college dropout tour when they came to tech and okay. there's stages with like common and folks like that off and on. But Really, like, if that would happen, you know, if I'm having a bad day, I know I go in this room, you know, spend some time behind me on the decks. I feel a hell of a lot better and I'm hey, a lot better but, to be around. You know what I'm saying? So, like, hey, yeah, man, I think like this, I, that, that like I said, with the, sun, so with the Sunday thing that I do is still that's still church. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> you know, I appreciate those those moments. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I can tell you, man, like my wife will tell you straight up and down if I don't if I don't touch my techniques for three days. <laughs> you know, she'll she'll be like, all right, just go spend some time in the music room. You know what I mean? And then I come back. You. Yeah, I need exactly. you. Right, right. So, so that's to me that will be the test of of this program is, you know, whether ten years from now, fifteen years from now, thirty years from now, the folks involved are still creating and still inspiring other people to create. You know, right. that's that's the goal. 
Got it. Got it. All right. Well, let's talk more short term and then I'll let you get out of here. What do you, right. uh, you have some more uh, seminars coming up. You're still doing uh, the DJ online uh, Instagram live. Is that yeah. sort of the focus? What else you guys got coming up uh, that you're trying to oh, work man. on? Yeah. So we're doing, um, we're doing the studio hours every, so largely. So if in the area, you know, feel free to swing by Newman library uh, room 209 is media design studio B every Friday, two to five. Um, we also do every Thursday, 12 to one, um, I do a little IG live DJ makes try to have a theme each time. Um, okay. And then, yeah, that's, you know, it's fun. You know, I still right. spin online. It's fun. I have a, you know, right, yeah. right. I'd rather have the, I'd rather get to see a dance floor move, but till then this will suffice. Right. Yeah. And then uh, let's see what else we got. The seminar series. The next one coming up is October 15th. That's going to be seven to 9 PM with Dr. Uh, Dr. Shante Paradigm Smalls. And they're going to be talking about queer hip hop historiographies. It's going to be on zoom. Um, the one thing that I'm, not the one, but one of the many things I'm super excited about is we're building a recording studio at a local high school, um, Radford ah, High School. Okay. Yeah, so that's that's been interesting, you know, trying to navigate all that and not just the studio, but also the curriculum to go along with it, right? So, right. Um, so we got all the equipment. Now we just got to do the install and still got to figure out the uh, a little bit of the curriculum, kind of longer range. Um, but yeah, so so that's one project super excited about uh hopefully we'll have some uh some work coming out of there soon is that the first time you guys have uh helped build a studio in another location yeah for sure so we we definitely helped shape the one in the university libraries um right. but this is the first time we kind of built it from the ground up and big shouts out to dr freddie page he's been a um you know right there since day one he's an engineering professor and also an mc at virginia tech he's been really instrumental in that project um yep. as well as digging the craze in general but specifically with the radford high school project so we got a little like i think it was just three thousand dollars um internal grant to buy all the equipment you know so that's dope um, yeah so you know it's gonna be nothing super fancy but it's gonna be it's gonna work you know we're gonna have it dialed in that's it. That's 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 yeah, what you need, though. That's that's dope. Right. It's good to see that you're again expanding you. out into the community and doing all these things in, in conjunction with other organizations. I, I know you worked with like a museum out there, and you've done right, a bunch right. of uh, uh, good stuff. Where where can people follow? I guess uh, I know you're on Instagram at vtditc. Yeah. That's probably the best bet, man. Um, I'm also yeah the Instagram Instagram.com slash vtditc. You know um, that's the best way to stay stay in the loop about what's going on. Um, if you want to check me out on Twitter, you know some of it's digging the craze related. It's a uh, nicest librarian, and I have to always explain like no, not like a nice person, but like uh, <laughs> nicest. The says, I'm, I'm the nicest <laughs> librarian. <laughs> right on Twitter. Know, we know. But. We know. <laughs> See, I, I feel good not having to explain myself <laughs> in this space. Thank you, Manny. Um, yeah, but yeah. nobody need you know no one around here doesn't know what you mean. You say you're the nicest. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, but my man, Yami Somali actually get a DJ drop that says that. So, I, you know, way back when. So, that's so yeah, up. man. So that's the best way to follow is kind of um, probably I'd say the Instagram. Um, yeah. Instagram and the hashtag, account. I think everything on Twitter is hashtagged with the uh, VTDITC. Yeah, for sure. That's anything related to this. Uh, Craig is dope, man. I've been waiting to have this talk with you for a long yeah. time. Ever, you know, ever yeah, since I saw you, what man. you do. It looks like you have found that kind of magical place where you can kind of do what you love, uh, yeah, you man. know, on the day to day and really for make sure. some some impact and influence the people in a positive way. So, yeah, yeah uh, man, so, I got to so, get you a new shirt, too, man. So let me, uh, let me yeah, get yeah, you one of the fresh shirts. And also <laughs> I got some slip mats. I don't know if you're still using vinyl or if you're using a controller, but if you want some slip mats, I got you. So I, I use a controller, but, uh, I, you know, I got you. I'll tell you. I'll take you probably got a, yeah, you probably got I mean, a turntable somewhere the stash, in the house. The stash. Yeah, so. I got you. Yeah. Uh, look, right I'll I'll, t I'll take it. I will promote it. I will show it and, <laughs> and, and wear it with love. Uh, so I yeah, man. You. So thanks again, man. I hope that when all this uh, dust settles, uh, we get to cross paths again in person. Uh, yeah, definitely like to come sure. down and, and you know peep what you guys are doing in, in person. Uh, and I'm sure. sure we'll link at another conference that we'll forget the name of. So yeah. Be fine. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Manny. I appreciate the opportunity, man. All right, brother, man. All right, you can stick right, around in the, in the in the green room where you can cut out with your day, and you know I appreciate your okay. time. Okay, all, all right, right, brother. For sure. Peace. All right, peace and love. All right, so that's it. You heard from Craig Arthur again, uh, uh, Virginia Tech VTDITC, digging in the crates, hip hop studies at VT. Uh, you'll see from their Instagram, foster community based experiential learning for and by artists, fans, and scholars. And as you heard from the interview, that's exactly what happens. It is that I think really good blend of finding a way to bring hip hop into academic spaces 
without being too highbrow, too ivory tower. We keep it, you know, we keep it a hundred when it comes to bringing in practitioners. We've talked about that's kind of a running theme with educators that we've spoken to in this show uh, for the past month uh, and really the past couple of years. Because again, this uh, podcast has existed before this month. So that all being said, thank you again to Craig. You can follow uh, the adventures on the Instagram uh, account, and I encourage you all to do so. Uh, with virtual, you know, events, it is something to kind of tune into and get inspired by. Uh, so now that you don't have to go all the way to Virginia to be involved in this, shouts to everyone on the check, and shouts to Kitty Bradshaw. What's up, superstar? Uh, shouts to uh, uh, who else checked in? Uh, I lost the list, but shouts to you if you're checking in. I can see you in the comment section. I appreciate y'all. I think there might have been a video audio a little bit out of sync a little bit. I think the uh, the, the government's trying to shut us down, y'all. They don't like what no, I'm just playing. Uh, but anyway, I hope everything looked and sounded right. It was a great interview. Uh, do remember that if you don't catch these full videos, you could also watch them back online on YouTube, on Facebook, whichever account you might be looking at them under. Uh, but we also release these as a podcast. And I do encourage you to sign up as a podcast. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Uh, because there are additional episodes on, uh, thank you, Kitty. She says we look and sound great. Um, not as good as you, but we're all right. Uh, and uh, you have all of these podcasts that we have additional podcast episodes on the feed. So I've got a couple that I owe you. And then we're here for two more days. I got two more episodes and then we're done. I said I'm going to do this for the whole month. And then I'm going to take a, a, a long um, CBD infused nap uh, and then we'll reevaluate what what happens. Thanks to our uh, sponsors who did help make this possible. The Newsbeat podcast merging social justice journalism with hip hop. It's award winning. It's very compelling. Uh, it talks about issues that are facing America that don't always get the attention until sometimes it's too late or it's front of mind because something horrible happens to our uh, to our black and brown communities. And then they talk about it. Well, the Newsbeat podcast goes deep into these issues ahead of time. They tell you the historical context. They give you some advice uh, on how to be get involved and fix some of these issues. We interview the, I say we, it's, I'm part of that podcast. Uh, we interview the uh, experts and analysts and activists and people on the ground that are being affected by the issues and then provide some possible solutions, the organizations they work with, etc. The good thing about it is that it's all with hip hop in the background. So we have interviews, but we run music bed underneath. We have independent hip hop artists, non-COVID time come in and spit lyrics about the issue we're talking about. It's dope. It's like Democracy Now! and Black Thought had a podcast baby you got to check it out wherever you find podcasts two words newsbeat newsbeat podcast and also funkadelic studios if you're in new york city uh you can and you're a musician or an artist you can get back to your music recording and rehearsing safely uh non covidy uh, at the funkadelic studios right in midtown manhattan they're back open they're safe they're uh, disinfected they're doing all the things low capacity keeping you safe while you get back to doing your musical things uh shouts once again to our guest today craig arthur from the hip-hop studies program at virginia tech university shouts to silent night uh part of the newsbeat team right there silent night uh artist in residence uh we all have a big episode of newsbeat coming out soon so again two podcasts you must subscribe to for free, Hip Hop Can Save America and Newsbeat Podcast. Lastly, I want to thank you all. Uh, if you feel this work is worthy, uh, it does take a little bit of help. Shouts to Cindy on the associate producer tip. Shouts to OG uh, associate producer Summer, who was a guest last week and talked about the Mixtape Museum and talked about hip hop and technology, the Hip Hop Hacks Initiative. Great conversation. And patreon.com slash faces. You could put in a couple dollars a month. It does help cover some of the costs for the, you know, subscriptions and the fancy pants thing we got going on here with the uh, multi-streaming and the Zoom and the emails and all the things. Uh, your contributions are valuable. They go right into this work. And if you don't, that's okay. We can still be friends. Uh, you can help by sharing this podcast or sharing this episode to your social media feeds and spread the love a little bit. Other than that, we're back tomorrow and Wednesday, the last two episodes of this series as it were this season the season finale coming up uh, in the next two days but thanks to craig arthur thanks to everyone who's been uh coming and talking with us this whole week and then i'll have new episodes throughout the whole month of october on the podcast feed they've been pre-recorded they weren't video i have them i've been editing them i'm dropping them they're super dope subscribe as a podcast uh if you don't know how to subscribe to podcasts if you're not really a podcast person you probably have spotify Find us on the Spotify app. Uh, if not, use your podcast app and find Hip Hop Can Save America. I thank you all. 
please get in touch with me uh, if you feel like telling me what we should be doing better, what we could be doing. Recommend a guest. You can go to hiphopcasaveamerica.com slash guest uh, and you can, you know, add uh, add your two cents, even if it's you. We'll take, well, I don't mind. If you nominate yourself, that's fine with me. Uh, you can do that. What else? I don't know. I got to go. I got to turn this episode into a podcast episode. I got to do all these things. I don't know. I like hanging out with y'all, though. It's a lot of fun. Y'all are good. Shouts to Fly Lady Die sharing this uh, episode. Shouts to J-Webb, always supporting and showing love. All right. I'm just talking now. You want me to stay? You want me to go? What do you want me to do? All right. I'm going to go. I'm get this turned around for y'all on the podcast feed. We'll be back tomorrow. Who's Who do I got tomorrow? Oh, tomorrow's super dope. Oh, family. Oh, listen, please tune in tomorrow. I love that I don't tell you because it's like TV. Like, you don't know who's going to be on CNN tonight. Like, you got to come tomorrow and you got to watch. But t- trust me when I tell you that if you're into community and creativity and independent media, tune in tomorrow and then uh, tune in Wednesday as well. I guess the season finale. It's going to be great. I have one of the most creative and inventive minds in in hip hop uh, event making is joining us on on Wednesday. I'm trying to go back to the thing to put in the, the links. Now I'm just talking with y'all. I'm off. We're off. But this is what I got to do at the end. So I got to put the links up and I got to go to the thing. I got to rip the audio down and then I got to put it in and edit that up. And then I got to throw it. I got to go back into YouTube and change the title because I have to now. I didn't tell you who was going to be on the show. So now the title has to change because the title doesn't say who's going to be on the show. And I got to do all these things. So I got like a thousand things to do uh, before I can even get ready with the rest of my day. Um, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate y'all. I will talk to y'all tomorrow. Same Manny time, same Manny channel, 1 p.m. Eastern, uh, right here live and direct from Newark, New Jersey to the world. Peace and love, y'all. Be safe. And uh, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Thanks again, Craig. Peace. Once again, thanks for listening to another episode of Hip Hop Can Save America, a.k.a. the world's most important hip hop podcast. My name is Manny Faces. You can find out more about the show at hiphopcansaveamerica.com. You can watch the show now as a live stream on YouTube, hiphopcansaveamerica.com slash watch. Check back for all the replays as well. The interviews from the live stream will be brought here onto the audio feed, so you always get the best of the live stream. You can also check out our Substack newsletter. It's free at mannyfaces.substack.com, filled with stories of hip hop innovation, inspiration, and in general, hip hop news that isn't about dumb <laughs> Eternal shouts to our consulting producer, Summer McCoy. Be sure to check out her dope initiatives, Hip Hop Hacks, and the Mixtape Museum. We'll be back soon with another dope episode, but check us out on the live stream as well. Mondays, 9 p.m. Eastern, hiphopcasaveamerica.com slash watch. Until next time, it's Many Faces wishing peace and love to you and yours.